Good morning. Welcome to the morning show on WRCO Radio. I'm Ron Fruit. This is the first of two programs that we'll share with you this month as we talk about emergency medical services. And we're going to set the stage for what's coming up later this month here in the county, but talk about some important activities that are going on right away with representatives of Richland County EMS. It's a pleasure to have Andrew Reinhardt, Amber Birch, and Cody Lair with us today, all serving our community 365 days a year. To all of you, thank you for that service. It's great to have you on the air. And May has always been reserved, hasn't it, Amber, to be able to talk about EMS, highlight your challenges as well as your victories? Yeah, EMS Week um, has been an event for I don't even know how many years. Um, and and it's it's kind of a highlight of what EMS is and a celebration, like you said, of of what EMS does every day of the year. Um, so it's it's kind of just a recognition event. And, and it takes place um, middle to the end of May. This year it is, I believe, May 21st through May 28th. Um, And it's, you know, it's just getting out there in the community and helping the community understand what EMS is and what it does. And while you will talk about things that may be unique to Richland County EMS, what we're talking about in general terms applies to every community around us, the need for help and, and really what it takes to be in EMS today. Yeah, it's it's definitely a very widespread need right now. Um, there, it, And it's becoming more of a spotlight issue, I think, because every, every service in the state, in the nation, if it was based on volunteer uh, service at the beginning, it's, it's kind of getting to that point where it's struggling. It's struggling to um, get new members, people who are actually able to dedicate some time to it, um, that have a job that they would be able to leave midday for a call really quick, um, that kind of thing. It It's become quite a struggle for these smaller services, especially. So um, yeah, it's it's not just going to be relevant to what we do. It's, it's going to be relevant to everybody, I think. And Andrew, it's great to welcome you back to the program. There are significant changes as the three of you come and visit with us today in terms of the role you have with our local EMS and how you as a team work together to be able to fulfill the need in our community. Yeah, there is. It's uh, most of the same of us. Uh, last year when we came in, I was a driver with no medical license. Uh, I let everything expire post-military, which was a terrible decision. Um, they talked me into it or forced me into it to uh, get my license <laughs> Heavily back. recruited. Right, right. Uh, so at uh, back-to-back semesters, it was two nights a week for a year. So to go from driver to advanced EMT was 54 weeks and two national exams. B- kept you busy, didn't it? it? It did, yep. Could you have done it had you not had the background with the military and had the opportunity before or not? I think so. You uh, Would have been a little more difficult, but I like to joke that I only had to open a book a couple times in the whole year. So. <laughs> What led you in the decision in the first place to be involved in emergency medical service, Andrew? I started in 2004, a couple months out of high school. I was invited by a former, well, excuse me, current member again to come down and try it out. And I was young, didn't really know what I wanted to do and thought, hey, this is a pretty good gig. So I stuck with it. And here it is 13 years later. And uh, with the exception of a few years, I'm still doing it. Was there something that you saw or something that you experienced that led you to conclude this is a good way to serve the community? Uh, Post-military, when I got out, I decided I had enough. But then a couple years ago, moving back up here, I saw a truck running down the interstate with the lights on. And all I could think is, yeah, I have to do that again. I miss it. And uh, the next day I went in the office and there you go. 
So there was there was just something there that was missing when you weren't doing right, it. Right, right. That's awesome. Cody, it is great to have you on the morning show. Welcome. Glad that you are here today. Yep, thank you. You serve our community not only in EMS, but also as a firefighter, don't you? Yep, I actually started in the fire department as an explorer beforehand, and then I got on and been on the department five years now, and... Two years ago, one of the members came up to me and said, hey, you should join the ambulance. So I took a class, and now I've been an EMT with the ambulance service for three years now, going on three years. There are some similarities in the service between being on the fire department and being involved in EMS, isn't there? Yep, it's basically the same. It's just Each just has their own role that they do, but we all work together as a team on a call. Do you find it rewarding? Yep. And, and why? What I find rewarding is when I'm working on either side, it's always nice to see if after the call, the family will come up and thank you or say, if you weren't here, I don't know what would have happened or just that you helped me through this. What led you in the direction in the very first place? Do you remember what nudged you toward being a fire explorer? What really nudged me, just like Andrew, when I was really little, there was a fire truck that went by. And ever since I was like two <laughs> years old, my mom could always tell me that I always wanted to play with fire trucks. And I have an uncle who bought me my first tractor set. And the, as soon as I got it, I crashed him and made an actual crash scene. <laughs> so from ever since I was really little, I was... Always wanted to be a firefighter. Before you even knew what a firefighter did, you wanted to be a firefighter, didn't yep. you? The Explorer program was a good one for you, too, yep. wasn't that it? that actually started me. I actually went through a degree program at MATC in Madison, and I actually got my associate's degree through MATC in fire science. And then with EMS, did you find those classes difficult? Nope. It actually well, almost worked together. We all work as a team. Sounds good. Amber, let me ask you the same question. What led you to be involved in EMS? Yeah, um, I had the distinct privilege of growing up with a firefighter, and he kept his pager um, in the kitchen, which was right below my bedroom. So ever since I can remember, that pager's been waking me up. Um, So when I moved off to college and was living in a situation where I didn't have a pager and you'd hear sirens drive by, it was driving me crazy to not know what was going on. Um, So, I mean, I guess I kind of just grew up in the family of emergency services. Um, I had relatives that were EMT and relatives that were in the police department, things like that, too. So it was it was kind of in the blood, I guess. But when you moved to this community, you weren't involved in EMS yet, were you? I wasn't. I had taken a first responder class because um, there, there are several different levels of EMS. Um, and they... The first level, the most basic level, I guess, is um, the first responder, which it it's more on scene care that they provide, um, and they're they're a huge asset to us um, as EMTs that arrive on scenes. Um, but yeah, I I didn't have anything other than that first responder license that I wasn't really using, and. Um, when I had actually had a meeting over at the office for emergency management purposes, not EMS, but it's a joint office over there. And um, while I was there, Darren had mentioned something about EM- becoming an EMT, and I, I couldn't say no to that. So so here I am. And you've gone further then beyond that, haven't you? Yeah. So I got my um, EMT, the basic license with Cody, and... Um, then this last year, I'd taken the advanced class with Andrew. So um, so now I am a licensed EMT, so I can do IVs and um, give a few different medications than the basic level. Um, but all in all, it's 
it, like Cody said, we're all a team. We all do the same, same kind of stuff. Well, if people would have been privy to the conversation before we opened the program today, they would have heard Andrew and Cody talking back and forth that, yes, everybody has a different license, but everybody goes to the spot. And at that point, everyone serves regardless of what license you might have. Yeah, definitely. It doesn't matter the, the level of training. When you're on a scene, you need everybody's hands. Um, and to know that you've got people who can do specialty things like the fire department who can um, get somebody out of a car, we as EMTs, that's not that's not in our wheelhouse. We can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, we absolutely need the fire department to do that. We need the police department and sheriff's department to um, deal with the traffic and the safety of the things so that we can get our job done safely and correctly and not have to worry about that extra stress. Um, and then, again, the first responders and um, our service, the other neighborhood, neighboring services, um, there's there are a lot of people that are part of this team. Well, there were going to be more people here today as we were preparing this program, and we've recorded in advance to help make schedules work, but we were planning on more guests than what we have today. We were. Unfortunately, or fortunately, I guess it depends on which direction you're looking at, um, we had a couple that had to go out on an ambulance call, so um, we wish that patient the best, and um, yeah, unfortunately, that's kind of just what life is, carrying the pager. You can never know exactly what every day is going to hold for you. Um, you. You try to plan but you don't get to plan very much because usually the pager will go off in the middle of planning something. And Lord willing, we'll finish this program before it goes off again. <laughs> yes, that would be good. <laughs> <laughs> there have been some changes, if I'm not mistaken, Andrew, where didn't you mention like you and Cody will go? You know, the state has made some changes in the way that business is done compared to the last few years, haven't they? Right. Uh, a few years ago, our service was at the basic level. Uh, they've since upgraded to advanced DMT, which means we can administer, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, an IV fluid and a couple of different medications. Um, but with Cody being a basic, I'm an advanced. If the two of us go out, then we can do the the fluids and things like that. Uh, if two basics go out on the second truck, then they can't do the IVs, but they can still provide very excellent care. But it's just different licensing levels. Like we're required to have one truck staffed with uh, advanced DMT at all times. That's a state requirement. So, and, and you are an advanced. You are an advanced. Do we have a lot of other advanced EMTs that serve? We do. We have um, actually 12 advanced EMTs, um, only four basics. It's it's kind of one of the goals that we have with our service to um, to encourage people through the process. So so we've had a few people who started as a driver, like Andrew said, that he, um, he joined us originally this last round as a driver. And then he took the um, EMT, the basic class, and... Um, so right now we've got four EMTs that are at the basic level, um, and then we encourage them also if they're interested, if they're comfortable with it, going up to the advanced. So um, so if there's anybody who's interested in joining the ambulance, we'd love to have you. We can always use more um, because, like Andrew said, we we cover the truck 24 hours, uh, 365 a year, and we... You know, right now we only have 16 licensed personnel to cover that, um, and that's that's a lot of hours to cover. So we're always looking for more people who are interested in helping us out. Um, and if if anybody is interested, they they should definitely contact us. Who's an eligible you know potential? Is it at least 18 to be involved as an EMT? It'd be 18 by the time the test comes around. Okay. 
So you could start before you were 18 then if you were so inclined. Yeah, there are places that actually teach the class as part of a high school class. Um, so, so there are high schoolers that are taking the EMT basic class and coming out. And once they turn 18, if they weren't already, they can take the test and start running as an EMT. And then somebody who, you know, if they're still in good health, could they be considered at almost any age if they're able to pass the test? Definitely. Um, it, the major requirements are typically um, that they, they have a good uh, driving record because obviously driving an ambulance, you're driving with a passenger in the back that's already in a life-threatening situation. We don't want to add more to that mm -hmm. person's case. Um, and then um, also criminal records, that kind of stuff. Um, so as long as somebody's got a pretty clean background check um, and they're they're interested in it, they they're definitely welcome to come. And if they're needing to just try it out once or twice, they can ride along with us. Um, we're also starting an orientation class for a few people that are interested in joining. Um, and that'll start in June. So if anybody's interested, now would be a really great time to get a hold of us because we can get them on that list and um, start getting them into the orientation so they can understand what what they'd be expected to do, um, what they wouldn't be expected to do. There are a lot of people who are kind of nervous up front about what the expectations of being an EMT are. And it's not as big and scary as a lot of people might uh, see it to be. It's not what Hollywood makes it out to be. Um, but it's, you know, it's very rewarding for those of us. If you talk to anybody on the service, I think every one of them would say that it's very rewarding. That doesn't mean that you don't have your difficult calls, but many of the calls that come to our mind when we think EMT aren't the same calls that keep you tied up, I'll say a majority of the time. Is that true? Yeah, we have, um, you know, we have those calls that are harder than others, for sure. Um, you're going to have that. But we also have probably the majority of our calls are just going because somebody doesn't feel well or um, somebody slipped and fell and needs a hand up. Um, and, you know, I think the majority of our, our calls are just us getting to go and meet some of the really neat people that exist in this community um, that I, I never would have met some of these people if it wasn't for being an EMS and being able to help them feel better and and also learn a thing or two from them has been has been pretty cool. Is there a requirement on where I live in terms of proximity to the station when I would respond as an EMT? Yeah, as a volunteer, we need people to be able to respond within five minutes. Um, so so you'd need to live um, closer to the downtown. Um, the, the ambulances are located in the courthouse. So if you live about within five minutes of the courthouse, um, then you'd be within that, that circle. So that's the first first qualifying mark on the on the list isn't it yeah um but if you live outside of that if you live out in the countryside or something um you might live within one of the first responder areas and um they they need people just as much as we do um there are a lot of services that are hurting for some of the first responders too and you don't have to live within a certain range as long as you live within their area you usually can join so we have men and women in the studios today you are seeking men and women to serve an ems too aren't you Certainly. Yes, definitely. And my guess is that that brings, you each bring different skills, perspectives, emotions, abilities, and it's that team that really benefits when you have a good mix of people. Yeah, it's really good to have a balance. Um, so, you know, some of us are um, short and, you know, people tell me that I'm too sweet sometimes for this job. Um, <laughs> I've never other, heard anybody say that. I was going to say, some people tell me that I'm mean too. Um, and, you know... He said, he said, I've never heard anybody say that. Did he mean to say he's never said that? <laughs> 
He's the one who's usually telling people that I'm mean. That's so a, last year for EMS week, story. we had she's, gone and we had talked to a lot of the area um, youth and teached some or taught some CPR classes and things like that. And he always would introduce me as the mean one. They needed to behave because I was there and but I was paying attention. got their attention. <laughs> they didn't know if I was kidding or not. <laughs> Yeah, well, you got to have some fun, don't you? You do. We uh, we tend to be a relatively fun group, I think. <laughs> <laughs> You've had in the past where you had those who were just drivers, and I don't mean that in a negative way, but that was their role. Yep. Are there still those who serve as drivers today that are not licensed EMTs? Yeah, we have um, about five people that are um, just drivers. They don't have a license beyond a CPR certification, um, but... I think we're primarily going to be looking for people who would be interested in taking the EMT class, um, mostly because the as, as vital as the drivers are, as much as we really appreciate having them, um, the legal requirements for having an ambulance um, to get the truck out is to have two licensed EMTs. Um, and and as, again, as much as we love our drivers, unfortunately, that doesn't really count toward that goal. Um, so in order to make sure that we've got the schedule covered legally, we would prefer that everybody be able to take the EMT class. So does that mean that you and Cody could go as a team yourselves where you're an advanced and he is a basic yeah, um, before I even had my advanced license, Cody and I were on several calls together. Um, just the two of you. Just the two of us. One of you would drive. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, and it 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 works that way typically when, like, for two basics to go out, um, if it's the second truck, the backup truck. Um, we have, we as Richland County Ambulance Service have three ambulance trucks. Um, and we've had times where all three of them are out. So, um you know, it, sometimes it takes it takes at least six people. Sometimes we have nine or more, depending upon what the situation is. So, I've always felt the ride along that you've offered has been a terrific opportunity for people to really get their feet wet, if you will, have a real good view on what they might be asked to do. Yeah, um, and much like you know us carrying the pager, they they get to understand that you never know what you're going to get in a day a day's work. So um, you might just have. Nobody um, needing the ambulance service. You might just have somebody who tripped and fell and twisted their ankle, or you might have a full-blown CPR call. Um, so it, it really keeps you on your toes. For someone who's interested, you're going to be having an open house later this month. There are all kinds of ways for us to get in touch or ask a question or you know, visit with any one of you. Yeah. Um, so if, if you're interested in um, joining the ambulance service, getting more information about that, um, becoming a sponsor, we're always looking for that, as everybody always is. Um, our email, our, our, um, e our website, um, the address is ems.co.richland.wi.us. Um, and we're also on the Facebook. Uh, we've, a, we've got a Facebook page. Um, for the Richland County Ambulance Association. And then our phone number, if you just want to give us a call, um, is 647-6474. And that's in the book as well, if you need to look it up yes. and so forth. Yes, so, definitely. We'll Don't call 911 just to talk to us. That's right, so that yeah. They probably wouldn't appreciate that in dispatch. <laughs> but that is a good reminder, isn't it? There's a time to call 911 and there's a time not to. Yeah, yeah. I think people kind of forget that there are different numbers for that. Um, so, um, I mean, I don't know that we've run into it too much as a service that people have called the 
office looking for the ambulance to come out and help them. Um, but I know dispatch gets quite a quite a few, you know, just interesting calls generally. Mm-hmm. Well, we thank you for what you do. And when we come back, we'll take a break. We're going to visit with Andrew about some upcoming CPR classes. And we're going to talk about uh, with Cody some of the things that are coming up that will help celebrate and uh, really create awareness for EMS Month, which this happens to be an EMS week coming up. Stay with us. This is The Morning Show on WRCA Radio. Our guests today include Cody Lair, Amber Birch, and Andrew Reinhardt. Welcome back to our morning show visit this morning on WRCO Radio, where our subject is EMS. Our guests today include Andrew Reinhardt, Amber Birch, and Cody Lair, who are all EMTs serving our community. Both uh, Andrew and Amber are advanced EMTs. And as we know, Cody, one of the newer members of the squad, is a basic EMT and also a member of the Richland Center Fire Department. You have some classes coming up, and, and I think this is a good example of how EMTs serve. If I have an accident later today, you'll be there to help me but you'd like to proactively help me avoid some of those circumstances or help me help you keep the community safer and that kind of fits the whole category of cpr doesn't it andrew right we have a a number of our members that are certified through american heart association as cpr and first aid instructors uh we're starting a new program now where if anybody has a group of people that wants to be cpr certified they can call us um We'll get it set up, scheduled. We have all the equipment, the mannequins, the videos. What we're doing now is going to be called CPR for friends and family. Uh, it doesn't lead to a healthcare certification like we have to maintain. It basically teaches people how to be a good Samaritan, uh, shows them what to do if they witness somebody going into cardiac arrest. Uh, and we're kind of pushing it towards the more rural areas. Uh, our first class is going to be in Ithaca. It's going to be the 23rd of May. Uh, we're also going to have one here at the Richland Center Community Center on the 25th. Both classes are going to start at 6 o'clock at night. They should only go a couple hours. Uh, it's free of charge. So, again, it's just to say if you witness somebody going into cardiac arrest, here's what you can do. And we're really pushing uh, compressions only now due to... That's been a big change in recent years, hasn't it? Right. Uh, because a lot of people didn't feel comfortable doing respirations, which is completely understandable if they don't have a barrier. So the new thing now is if you see somebody go down, what do they say, push hard, push fast? Because it's, say it's in Ithaca, even with the first responders, it's going to take a few more minutes before somebody can get there. So uh, like I said, the classes are going to be free of charge. We're going to limit them to 25 people just to make sure we have enough instructors and materials and everything over there. And that also makes it to where it doesn't take too terribly long. So if anybody's interested, we do have a deadline to register. It's May 12th. They can call the office. Uh, It's 647-6474. They can talk to any of us, and we can get their name and phone number and send it into the office as well. So he said uh, 25 people. We're going to ask people to sign up in advance. So that's Ithaca and Richland Center. The Ithaca one is 23 May, and the one at Richland Center is 25th. My guess is, Andrew, that there will be some people that will come and invariably there will be a time when they may be very, very glad they took two hours to spend some time 
just learning something that could make all the difference in the world in someone else's life. Right. It's something you hope to never have to do, but the one time you need it, you'll be glad you know. And I'm trying to remember, they, don't they talk about the old Donna Summer song, Stayin', or not Staying Alive, or what was the one that she does? Yeah, it's Staying Alive. It is, okay. Yeah. That where they, that's the beat that you're supposed to use when you're right. doing there's, your chest compressions, there's right? A, there's a number of songs that we can use. Um, when we teach classes, we say, uh, another one bites the dust, just don't verbalize the lyrics. <laughs> A joke, a joke only EMTs could laugh right. at, yeah, and radio announcers, okay, but I get it, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but that is the whole issue, is it's that rhythm, isn't it, that you're right. trying to establish? Right, you want to go about 100 to 110 uh, compressions a minute, and whenever we teach classes, we kind of play a little game, and it's it's fun to watch people do this, where we'll set a timer on a phone for a minute, and then whoever gets closest to 100, we give them some, whatever we have to give out, but... Uh, one of my favorites, there was a young lady at Ithaca Middle School last year that did 230, I believe. <laughs> so it was impressive, but she it wasn't had, very accurate. She had the song on the wrong speed. She didn't did, she? yes. <laughs> to go back to the old record days. Is CPR, Andrew, as effective with just compressions as what it, it would be? It is. If somebody goes into cardiac arrest, they still have an oxygen supply in their blood. So the, the key here is to keep it circulating. So when you're doing compressions, it makes the heart collapse and then refill itself back up. So you're not necessarily putting more oxygen back into the system. You're just building the blood pressure back up. So whenever you stop compressions to, to give breaths, any pressure that you've built up disappears. So that's why they say you want to keep it uh, down to 10 seconds for your interruptions. So that's also why it went from 15 compressions to 30 because they found that the more compressions you do, the more pressure you get up, the better circulation you get, the better chances of a positive outcome. So as an EMT, do you also use compressions? Is that your first line or would you still use mouth to mouth? Yep, we start with the compressions and then uh, thankfully we're almost never alone. Uh, there's been instances, however. Uh, one person will usually manage the airway. So we'll do 30 compressions and we'll do two breaths. Um, once a advanced airway is in place, then we don't have to stop compressions. So any pressure we've built up, we can maintain. And when we come to these classes, granted, it's not going to turn us into an EMT, but by the same token, we need to take this serious because right. what we do could pave the way for you to do a better job of your job or maybe prevent you having to worry as much as you right. would when as you get there. The quicker resuscitation efforts can begin the better chance of a positive outcome. I don't have the exact numbers or percentages and how this all works out, but with the distance that we have to travel sometimes, the people that are right there are our best chance. What will happen in this class? Let's say that someone calls the ambulance office and says, I'd like to be a part of the class in Ithaca or the one in Richland Center. What would they expect to do during that two hours that they would be in this class, which again is free of charge? Free of charge. That's a pretty simple process. We show you... Uh, there's a video with it. Uh, it shows you if somebody collapses, you can check a pulse and how to do that. I, some people know, some people don't. But And then it shows you how to do proper compressions, you know, depth, rate, location on the person's chest, things like that. So, And is there ever a time when people worry, well, I know that there's not something else wrong with the individual. And if I try to do chest compressions, could I do more harm than good? 
There's always that possibility, but if they're trying to help somebody, I mean, they're not going to be at fault for mm-hmm. for anything. And doing CPR on somebody who is whose heart rate is still in the normal range, it's not going to stop their heart. It's not going to, um, you know, break their heart, kind of thing. Um, they'll they'll still be able to survive that. CPR isn't going to kill them, um, but it might just be the thing that saves their life. Mm-hmm. And I have to wonder, Andrew, at that rate, somebody says, okay, I'm, I'm 70 years old. Would I be strong enough to do chest compressions? Um, you know, I'm in a position where maybe I need to know. I've seen people from 18 up to in their 70s do it. Um, it doesn't take as much effort as some people think it does, but it is pretty tiring, though. So just the basic premise of this class is do the best you can. Uh, because it's not leading to a certification, so there's no real legal obligation to do anything. It's just a nice thing to do for somebody, you'd think. But Do you use the mannequin in this class? We do, yep. And they have a, a clicker in the chest to tell you when you're going deep enough. Oh, it does. So, I mean, in some ways, we'll, we'll learn mentally, but right. we'll also do some hands-on if we're in this opportunity. Right, and then we'll have people get down on the floor if they can and do uh, do compressions with us, and we'll show them how to do it. and. And they don't have to be perfect, but as uh, long as people are trying, that's all we ask. It would be extraordinarily rewarding for you if you had a total of 50 people, 25 at each one of these sessions. That would it? be fantastic, yes. And we're also pushing, like I said, I believe I mentioned before, if anybody ever needs another class, give us a call and we'll set one up for you. Would it, you know, is there a charge? Let's say that there's a, a youth group, for example, right. and they have 15 people. Could they do that then? For a, a certification class, there is a charge for the card. That's not for us. That's through our, the people we're affiliated mm-hmm. with. Uh, typically for the friends and family one, there isn't because we own the equipment and we're already on the staff. So it's just our time and Good most of us are. For things like this, we volunteer our time to do it because it's, it's fun to teach people how to do things. Have you noticed with the friends and family in particular that when people leave, they just have a sense maybe of confidence or of thankfulness that they've been able to do this, Andrew? Right. We haven't done one of these classes in a number of years. That's why we're, and uh, I know Cody and I were kind of pushing this to start doing it Mm -hmm. again. Uh, Last year, we went to all the middle schools in the area and had them do just demonstrations. And you could see when they first started, some of the kids were kind of scared to even look at us, but then they realized, hey, this is kind of easy and it might come in handy and they Make seem to difference. be enjoying it. Well, the what we don't know sometimes is more scary than when we do know. And when right. you get into these emergencies, there's a lot we don't know. That's what makes it so scary, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Right. That's when you rely on your training, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Where you just, you don't think you just respond based upon the training and the experience you've had. Right. There's basic algorithms for every situation. They're never the same, mm-hmm. but you start with the first couple steps and then there's, it branches out on how you're going to go. And you always check the basic things, you know, are they breathing? Do they have a pulse? And if not, you just, you go from there. So, so again, you'd like to have people call and, re- well, you need to call and register right, in right. advance. Right. They can call the office, uh, like I said, 647-6474. Uh, they can talk to one of us if they see us. Um, if they see us have the doors open and we're washing the trucks, we don't shy away from a conversation, pop in, say hi. And, um, but for this, I think the best would be just call because we're going to take your name and phone number. And then for the purposes of keeping track of who's trained where, just for our knowledge, we'll ask where you know, what township mm-hmm. you live in. So, and again, free of charge. Free of charge, yep. Of charge. Yep, there's a little book associated with it and a little card at the end that you get to keep. And 
Sounds good. Good luck. I hope it goes well. So do we. Thanks. And the deadline, as you're hearing this program, is a week from today, May 12th. So make sure that you do uh, call and, and do exactly that. We'll take another break. Cody's going to share with us something that uh, your family can get involved in to help celebrate EMS this month as our morning show continues in just a moment. Welcome back to our morning show today on WRCO Radio, where EMS is our subject. We're very pleased to have today Cody Lair, Andrew Reinhardt, and Amber Birch with us as our guests. Uh, I think about just the different things that are going on and, and trying to get the children to understand what you're doing, to make them your friend, if you will, Cody, is important. And I know it is from your fire department standpoint, but it is for EMS too, isn't it? Yep, because even in EMS, if a kid is having a medical emergency, they might not even know what's going on. And then if we come in and we're big and tall, they might be afraid of us and we don't want them to be afraid of us. In fact, if I'm remembering right, haven't you done things like with stuffed animals or other things to try to help children just be able to relax and take some of the trauma out of what can be a difficult circumstance? Yep, we actually carry stuffed animals in our trucks. And actually, I just used one a couple of weeks ago. We had a kid that was having a asthma attack, and I gave her a stuffed bunny. Did it help? It calmed her down a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's worth it. And those are the kinds of things when people donate, when they help you, those all go to those kinds of things, don't they? Yep, and we use them on every call. If, even if there isn't a kid, some even an older kid might want it if they're panicking enough. Mm-hmm. Well, you have a coloring contest coming up, and I'm assuming that means you'd love to have lots of entries. Yep, I, we actually put all the photos are in all the schools in our jurisdiction, and we dropped them off. And uh, parents can, the kids are going to color them and we're going to have them come back. They're due on May 12th and we're going to collect them and we're going to judge the drawings and the winners will be shown at our open house. Will there be some prizes for those who do well? Yeah, we are going to have some prizes for the winners and we're still debating what we're going to give for the prizes. When I think of your service area, it's pretty good size that you potentially could see a lot of colored pictures, couldn't you? Yep, we did. I think all the Richland Center Schools and Ithaca, Eagle, Christian Academy and St. Mary's. Okay, that, that, that's good potential then, isn't it? Yep. Is it a picture that relates to EMS Week and the work that you do as EMTs? Yep, the kindergarten through second was a little children picture of an ambulance, and then the third through fifth grade was a little more detailed ambulance picture with the hospital, and then the middle schoolers got a picture of one of our ambulances that they can color, and then the high schoolers got a blank page so they can draw any ambulance they want and so and color it and so we can see what they can have their artistic idea. Well, I think in so many ways, just having that relationship, you know, before there's an emergency is a step in the right direction. And that's one thing that I really, for anybody in the community, like Andrew said, if you see us, come talk to me. I'd, I'd rather you guys come talk to us before the emergency mm-hmm. so that I can meet you beforehand. And so then you're not talking to us in your dire need at your worst time. And that's where it's good where you're in the schools, you know, prior. It just gives that that opportunity for that relationship that can be maybe the first step to mending health or mending an emergency. Yep. That now, with the, the pictures then, people who go to the open house that we need to talk a bit about will get the chance to enjoy some artwork then, right? Yep, the winners will be shown at the open house. So who gets the job of judging these? 
I don't know. We really haven't decided yet who's going to be <laughs> judging all of them. The most artistic appreciating EMTs on the Richland County Ambulance Squad. It, it's hard to, you know, say this one's better than this one when you like them both. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, well. It's hard to judge artistic talent when you don't have any yourself. So <laughs> we'll have to work on that. <laughs> oh, it'll be fun. Uh, anything else you'd like to say about the coloring contest? The deadline is really probably the most important thing, yep, isn't it? The deadline is going to be May 12th, and the schools that I went to, the offices, they're going to be at the offices, and we'll come there and collect them. That sounds good. Good. Well, The pictures have been given to all the schools. Uh, and also, if they want an additional one, uh, they can go to our website and download them. There's a couple of PDF files on there. Good. So if I made a mistake and think, oh, I think I could do this a little better, right. then then visit the website and be able to do that. Well, your your annual events that come up uh, in a voice most of the time included an open house. Will you this year, Amber? Yes, we are looking forward to the open house again this year. Um, last year it was on a Saturday, but this year due to the scheduling of EMS week, um, we scheduled it for the Sunday. Um, so the first day of EMS week rather than the last because otherwise it would be Memorial weekend. And we figured people had be, uh, plans for that mm -hmm. weekend already. Um, so this this year's open house is May 21st um, from noon until 4 p.m. And we'll have a chance to talk about that more. Our next visit, if I'm remembering the calendar right, will be prior to that. Yes, moment. yes. We will be um, here talking about that the week before um, that day. Are you looking for sponsors or those who can help you celebrate this week or provide the stuffed animals that Cody talked about or maybe some of the support for the family and friends CPR classes that Andrew discussed? Of course, yes, definitely. Um, we we love the support that we've gotten from the community so far. Um, we're looking for different kinds of support, um, not just the financial support that people are always thinking of, um, but the donations that we've received so far are pretty good. Um, we're really excited about about it. So um, we've gotten donations already from Sears. Um, they donated a carrying case and tool set. Um, the Donut Diner donated a gift certificate, which Andrew is really excited about. That's my personal favorite. Yeah. <laughs> He's sad that he doesn't get to enter the drawing for it. Um, I'm sad I don't get to enter the drawing for Kelly's Coffee House. They also donated a gift certificate, so we're pretty excited about that. And then um, the radio, or not radio, rodeo committee um, has donated some tickets as well that That's we're awesome. pretty excited to okay. give out in, in that. Um, but yeah, we're doing we're doing the open house with the cookout again. So if anybody has any interest in donating some supplies for the cookout, um, food or whatnot, um, and then. We, if anybody, any businesses have a sign that um, you can promote through like the scrolling text or something, um, EMS week, we'd, we'd love to see it. That sounds good. Well, we'll look forward to welcoming you back later this month and having an opportunity to continue the whole conversation. Best wishes, Cody. Nice to have you on the squad. Nice to have you serving our community, you know, both as a firefighter and as an EMT. Andrew, Amber, the same to you. Thank you for your service. Great to have you on the air today and have a chance to, to finish the whole program before your pager went off. So yes, I'm really nice. thankful. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and and again, if, if anyone wants information, Andrew, on particularly the, the friends and family C PR class that people need to register for, all we have to do is call the office. Right. That's the easiest option right now. Call the office or, like I said, uh, I've told people if, if you see me out and about, just ask me about it and 
or any of our members, and they can uh, tell you how to get a hold of the office. So. Sounds good. Well, thanks for being here today. Anything you wanted to add, Amber? Um, I was just going to say the website again. Um, we we're trying to update that as things um, in, information comes in and things mm -hmm. get kind of solidified. So um, to stay up to date on it, if you can't um, can't catch information off the Facebook page or something, would be um, to check the website, and that is again ems.co.richland. Dot wi dot us and there's an EMS week tab on there. Sounds good. Well, Amber, Andrew, Cody, thanks for being here today. Best wishes for a great month and a safe one. Thanks, Ron. Thanks, Ron. Thanks.